Hello and welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where each week, Pastor Jeff Cranston explores biblical theology that provides practical life applications in an understandable way. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. Pastor Jeff Cranston with you, along with our special guest today, Jordan Magelson. And we're going to be talking about theology. We started on our last podcast talking about it. We're going to spend a short little season here on our podcast talking about things, all things worship, specifically the theology that is behind all of our worship. And one of the quotes we're going to discuss a little bit, or maybe this will just be sort of underlying everything else that we say today, is from John Piper. And he, he wrote this. There's a thread of teaching in some songs today that seems to me to lack the gravity of God's passion for his glory above all else. And so our guest today is Jordan Magelson, and he is, what is your official title? Creative Arts Pastor. Creative Arts Pastor here at Low Country Community Church in Bluffton, South Carolina. Jordan's and his wife, Hannah, have four children, about to have a fifth. Mm-hmm. And Darlene and I just love him to death, and we are so grateful that God called Jordan here six, seven years ago? Yeah, it's, we're coming up on seven years. Coming up on seven years. It's been a good, good seven years. I often tell other pastors, often, that I hope and pray for them that at least one time in their ministry, they'll have a worship pastor like you, <laughs> because it's just been a delight to work alongside of you. And so we're going to talk about singing. We're going to talk about the songs. I think, Jordan, most of the time when people think of the word theology, they think of singing. And I have been in numerous church services, or as you would call them, worship experiences, I think. <laughs> and we don't hear, we don't, I don't hear it here often. I'm grateful. Well, now that the worship is over, <laughs> it's time for the preaching. Yeah. And what we'll discuss in this series on worship is that worship encompasses everything that we do in our life. And For some reason, we've just relegated it to singing. But Jordan is not only a tremendous vocalist, but an instrumentalist and leads thousands here at Low Country every week in worship. And so, Jordan, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, maybe how you heard the gospel the first time, how you came to faith in Christ. Yeah. So I was born in Seattle. I lived there, came from a pretty broken family, and split time between Seattle and Montana, between my mom and my dad. And didn't grow up in the church, had no understanding of who Jesus was, who who God was. And it was sixth grade around that time is when I started going to church for the first time. And I remember having so many questions. What got you into church? It was crazy roundabout things in life. Just with my dad's story, I didn't know he ever went to church. I didn't know anything about that. I knew my grandma. We, my dad was recently divorced with my stepmom and it was just me, my dad, and my brother. And it was, we were coming up on Easter and it was Friday or Saturday, he said, hey, we're, we're going to church on Sunday. And me and my brother were like, like, what? What? <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I brought a lot of questions to that. Like, did, yeah. did you grow up going to church? Like, what is, what do we wear? What do we do? Like, what, is, what does that mean? Because we'd never been to church before. And I remember going and I had so many questions afterwards too. It was just like, I remember wondering about the singing. It felt like group karaoke in a way, because there's like lyrics on screen and we're all singing and then... Were you into music? So you're in. Yeah, I've always been like twelve years old. Yeah, around this time, sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. So were you? Yeah, I was. I was involved in music and band and choir and different things. Always, music's always been a part of my life. Okay. And that was one of the connection points for me. Actually, was 
the music. But I remember it was like interrupted by group snack time, which is like <laughs> a sixth grader who's never been to church and we stopped for communion. It's like, what is this? Like we're, yeah. it's just all the questions so that, out there that came you. to like, what, what is the, the form of what we're doing, you know? And there was a draw for me through the singing and through, through the songs. And I always remember having questions about who God was to my mom, to my dad, and got a multitude of answers to that question. But yeah, I just, it was weird because the, the singing and, and even the, the service itself was something that elicited more questions for me. But that was kind of the introduction for me to Christian worship. I remember actually, funny story, me and my brother used to watch, you remember those WOW worship CDs? Yes. Okay. You remember the commercials for those where people are raising their hands and the, the song list is like flowing through? Yes. I have vivid memories with my brother sitting, watching our show and making fun of that commercial. The people raising their hands and it's just like this weird memory of me and God got you the back humor of God to <laughs> then place me where he put me and put the call on my life to then wow. call for people to do that, you know? Fast forward for us a little bit yeah. to... You eventually hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. How'd that happen? So I was at a Christian camp. It was my dad wanted me to go to camp that summer, and I was terrified. Just kind of got involved in youth group a little bit, and yeah, it was the first time I remember hearing like the the full gospel, mm. understanding who I was as as a sinner, and and understanding who Jesus is as a savior. And yeah, I just I remember the the altar song or the the song of response that night was the song "We Fall Down." I'll never forget that. And going forward, and, and it was our worship pastor, actually, he was there, and he was the the one I, I met with and had a conversation with, and, and kind of led me through that moment, and we talked a lot the rest of the week at camp, and got home, and he was the one that baptized me, actually, that that following week. So how during, old were you then? I was in, it was the summer before seventh grade. Oh, so this was pretty mm-hmm. soon after you went yeah, for so your first time at April, Easter. April, Easter, up to camp in June. June 21st. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2021, I think is. That was my father's birthday. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And so. And my sister's birthday. It's a good day. Yeah, it's a good it's birthday. It's a really good day. day. Spiritually and every other way. Yeah, so it's one of those, yeah, I didn't have a f- really a full understanding of what I did or anything else. And so the coming years was kind of a kind of on my own to navigate some of those things. But I knew I made that decision. And yeah, it, it changed a lot, but it kind of moved into a kind of a course of a lot of, I think it gave me a framework for navigating the brokenness that was to come mm-hmm. in my story. Mm-hmm. There was a lot to follow that. So how, how far along then did you sense any sort of a, or if you did a call mm-hmm. to give your life to this? Yeah. No, there's leading a, people in worship. A definite call. I remember wrestling through that through high school of like, what I wanted to do, I, I actually, my dream was to become an architect and really worked towards that and through a lot of my classes and every college I was looking at. And it was a summer of my junior year was the first time I remember sensing a strong call. I was at a summer conference and they they talk a lot about kingdom work. Mm-hmm. And no matter what you do with your life, we're called to kingdom work as as, as believers. And Thinking I could be an architect for yeah, the kingdom. and and. Yeah, I think they, they do a good job of, of setting that up, of, of understanding. It's like, I don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, Christian ministry is, is the call and right. vocational ministry. And that next year through senior year, it was kind of like, yeah, I, I feel called into kingdom work and I feel like my gifts and my passions lean towards this. And music was also always a, a part of my life. And it was that the summer after my senior year, I was the, all of my direction and focus was towards architecture. And it was that summer was, 
a very specific call to ministry. And it was, yeah, just, I remember feeling a very strong sense of God using, wanting to use not just things I like, but but the, the ways he's wired me and my gifts and my passions and, and, and a focus on people. Architecture seemed, I remember doing some shadows on that and it seemed separated from people mm-hmm. for me. And so that call, and I remember going to a Bible college. I went to Bible college, Ozark Christian College. And I remember thinking there was worship pastors, missionaries, and preachers. That was it. it. That was it. That's it. And so it was like, yeah, worship ministry, of course. And it was like quickly into Bible college, I was like, I think really wrestled through understanding there's so much more to ministry Mm -hmm. than that. And so I actually changed my major quickly. It was like my second semester, changed it to missions. Mission work's always been, had a significant place in my heart and just, yeah, sharing the gospel in, in that way and seeing the global church, you know. And so wrestled through that, but it, God quickly brought me back to through a lot of different open doors and different mentors in my life to speak into that that calling and I think the anointing he's placed in my life and specific to leading leading others in worship. And then you were doing it for a while at a church in Missouri, mm-hmm. and Missouri's where Ozark Christian College yeah. is. And uh, you got a call from us. Mm-hmm. How did how did we hear about you? It was kind of a weird weird season of ministry. I guess I, Hannah and I were newly married. We were about to have Foster, our oldest son. He's now seven. And big transition for us in life of, for me, needed to take care of a family. And the roles we were in were roles fresh out of college. They were, they grew as we grew. We're kind of not set up to support a family, if you will. So it kind of, with leadership there, conversations of what's what's next. And so reached out to a couple of places. I don't remember how it came about with Low Country because we were actually looking to go out west, like sent out some resumes to couple churches in California and, and Oregon and Washington and we're both from out west and so and I remember getting an email from Pastor Jason here and I remember Googling Hilton Head, South Carolina. It's like we'd never heard of that, never seen it. And it was like, oh, that's different. I, I don't think I could have told you where South Carolina was, like <laughs> on the coast. And yeah, from the first conversations it felt like there was something here, something a lot of alignment with yeah. with who I was and ministry in my heart and in the, the church here and from that uh, first interview, second interview, just felt a very strong call here. And so. Yeah. I remember it being an easy decision. Hmm. Some of them aren't. But with you, I, I, it, it was that was a pretty easy and decision. And we not only discovered what a tremendous worship leader you are, but also a great leader, hmm. which is really important in your role in a church like ours. So let's talk about worship. Let's talk about singing Thanks for sharing all that, by yeah. the way. I was reading John 15 yesterday, and Jesus comes across there as pretty insistent, very insistent, I think, that true religion and any life you lead, I, I don't want to say the term like a, a religious life, but mm-hmm. I think we all know what we mean by that, but any life you lead as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus, must, absolutely must, he he's very clear on it, must conform to his word and to his word alone. And here at Kitchen Table Theology, that's really what we're all about is is the scriptures. And so any of our human wisdom that we bring to the table, any of our own creativity, or just kind of going old school, any traditions that we, that we bring in, those things have to take a very distant backseat to scripture as we live our lives. 
Do they play a part? Yeah, I think they they obviously do. Should they be drivers? Jesus says, no, you've mm-hmm. got to have the word yeah. be the driver of absolutely everything. So talk to us about how, how does Scripture drive your personal worship? And, and then how does Scripture drive the corporate worship that you lead? Because you not only lead here at, at our church, you in the summers, you, you go and you lead thousands of students in various conferences and so forth. So how does Scripture drive the, the corporate worship that you lead? Yeah, I think it all centers around understanding who God is, mm-hmm. understanding the heart of God, the gift that the Word is to us to reveal that. Worship is, is a response to who God is, and if we don't know who God is, then we're left to navigate that by our own experience, by our own emotions, by maybe traditions, the, the auxil- auxiliary things that maybe fall down on that right. list. And so for us as believers to to understand and long to know who God is, that's what should drive our worship. And what fuels that is the Word of God. It is the substance of, of that. It is something we say a lot on on our uh, before our gatherings with our teams and to keep this focus is, is without the word of God, we have nothing to say. And without the spirit of God, we have nothing to offer. And so that's really good. And so with, with us, let's without the word, we have nothing to say without the spirit. We have nothing, we have to, nothing offer. to offer. Cause it a really convicting passage for me. And it's, it's a huge lens that I have to funnel everything through. It comes from Amos five, the Lord speaking directly to the Israelites. And he's, he's condemning their gatherings, their assemblies, mm-hmm. their feasts. He says, "Is I, that where he says, like I despise? I despise that, them. Yeah. I, your songs are just noise to me. For for that to be directly from the Lord to His people, and then to understand my role as someone who leads gatherings, leads assemblies, leads what then would be feasts, our our times of communion, our times of around a table, to lead our songs and to to steward that space, to understand that without our hearts being engaged in it, without our understanding of who God is." And understanding our pursuit of God, and which in the book of James says, when we pursue God, He'll pursue us. Like that, if it's form over relationship, then mm-hmm. it is empty. And so we—that's when it's dead. That's when it's dead. Yeah. And so I think that's where sometimes I think tradition, when it trumps relationship, when it trumps the the heart behind what we're doing, and and the drive there comes from that space. I think with tradition, it can still be seeped in the word. I think it can still be very rich in that sense, but without the heart of that, I think can be empty in a way. You know, I think that God can still do and, and, and get glory from from things. But but Amos five, it's it's always right there on for me because I think it's easy for religion, tradition, form or function to take place for us over yeah. relationship. And that's a really good word for all of us because that applies to every every last one of us. He mm-hmm. Amos is speaking specifically to some people there, mm-hmm. but the principle that you're extracting out of that, that that's very true in our own lives. Yeah. So we, we need to be super careful. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, please check out our show notes. If you have a question from today's podcast, kindly email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives.
Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.